Hey, welcome to Real Talk, episode 35. I'm Todd, this is AJ, Hello. and we're back at it again. Back at you. 35 episodes in. Surreal moment. Hey, you know my catchphrase. Here we are. <laughs> it's time to celebrate <laughs> a nation. Um, July 4th, go check it out. That's yeah, that's a good previous one. Previous episode. Yep. Oh, boy. I didn't say anything else, so I should know. Hey, what's Real Talk? Real Talk's an opportunity to talk about life, God, the Bible, your faith, and how that all intermixes with your life, because, um, you know, that's real life. That's right. So, because it's real life, we want to have real talk, and uh, it sort of spawned out of um, a real life, I'm not trying to even do this over and over, real, <laughs> uh, sermon series in which we answer questions live and anonymously that maybe they'd be uncomfortable, people would be uncomfortable bringing up. Um, to someone's face or in a normal church service. So what yes. we've done is we've brought that and went digital with it. So up above, you will see a link, www.theremnant.life slash real-talk. Click the link. A box will pop up. Form fillable box. Tippity, tippity, tap. That means type. You enter the question and hit submit. It shoots into a database completely anonymous. Couldn't find you if we tried. Because we've tried. We have. Um, that probably scared people. <laughs> no, we can't. We really can't find you. However, that's that's the gist of it. So, uh, our we do this really in two different ways. We have a pre-recorded, so this meaning this was recorded earlier. Yep. You guys see it, and it will go out. And we tend to, um, it goes a little deeper probably yes. into some of this More stuff. Depth. Yeah, that is that is what deeper means. So, <laughs> so, um. Thursdays, on Thursdays at 9 o'clock, we go live uh, on Facebook, and that's more, I mean, we certainly get deep, but it's really mm -hmm. more about interacting with you guys, and, and we have kind of just, it's a different feel. It's that's a right. lot of fun. It's like a family sitting around having a good time. Nice. That was good. Thank you. Uh, and just for instance, last week, uh, sitting right now from last week's live episode, we've had over 1,200 people watch Crazy. that. So that's really cool. Um so those of you that come and be a part of that live, uh, the conversation still goes on for the next yep. few days. So just thank you so much for that. And I think that's the gist of it. Awesome. You got anything that I'm forgetting? Nope. Thank you. Hit the hail, hit the nail on the head. Hit the hail on the nail. Um, hit the hail on the Ned. On the Ned? Yeah. Uh, I was flipping it stuff. around. Anyway, a lot of exciting things coming if you're longtime viewers. Um, truthfully, I know I've been saying this, but you know we're, we're there now. Yep. Uh, we are going, the set's going to look a little different in the coming weeks is the plan. Uh, we, we're, what we're really looking to do is differentiate between the pre-recorded episodes and the live as far as what they look like. That's right. So the idea that you guys will see is really probably us sitting in some nice chairs with a coffee table, right. just having a discussion, and then yep. the live will look more like the panel, like this the panel that you're yep. used to. Yep. But either way, we're going to have, you know, the studio is going to really, our hope is come alive a little more. Hmm. So I'm excited about that in the coming weeks. Which reminds me of one other thing. I know she didn't do this for, in fact, told me this wasn't done for any sort of shout out, but hey, we love people. We do. Hey, I want to give a big shout out. This episode is brought to you by Regina. Thank you, Regina. I, uh, I don't really want to say her last name, but I guess I could. So Regina, you want to say it? Go ahead. All right. <laughs> Regina, thank you so much for your donation to Real Talk and for being one of our biggest supporters. Um, I know that, uh, man, she has just been so involved and a part of this ministry and interactive yes. and, and so... So cool to hear how it's impacted her life. Oh, man. It's a, it's so, Regina, thank you truly. We love you. We appreciate you. And, um, again, thanks for supporting this ministry. Thank you. In numerous ways, not just financially, but just you you being here and being right. a, a diligent uh, viewer. So, thank you. Mm. So, hey, we start all this out by typically talking about how our week's been. So, how's your week been, man? So, 
Going back to... <laughs> did, you, did you just laugh already? <laughs> I'm so sorry. You gotta Again. explain yourself. In... No, never mind. I'm okay, I'm back. Nope, in... I'm back. Okay, alright, I'm back. Alright. Um, so, last week, I know I was talking about... <laughs> alright, this second, time for real. Second week Honestly, in a row. I you guys know, you're not gonna know this. There's a guy in this room right now. Awesome guy, his name's Clint. I looked at his face... And somehow the look on his face made me laugh because I, it's just, I'm not a professional, so I'm so sorry. Watch this. I'm in. All right, here we go. Last week I talked about American church, right? And the culture and how we tend to struggle. I can see in the culture. I'm trying, dude. He keeps looking at me. American church culture. Go on. Sorry. Yes. And um, so that whole idea has just really been hitting me and... Your sermon that you that you preached this last Sunday, and if uh, once it's up, I really recommend going and check it out. It's so good. Do you have a title for it? Or prison. Even... Prison. The prison, yeah. The prison. So go check that out when it's up. Um, super good. Um, really hit me hard, but it brought me back to the, the idea of American church. Mm. And uh, you gave the analogy of trying to give someone all these options, but at the end of the day, they were going to die, right? And I thought, like... Man, that kind of to me, it, it personally connected with what we talked about last week because I was thinking these people that are all in all these different, you know, like third world countries that you know that follow the faith, you know, and they're Christians, you know, they have to think of that reality almost every day of dying. And we were talking about being happy, even though we are going to die. But you mentioned like in like you know forty years or so, you, you're going to die, and you were trying to give all these things to make somebody happy. Um, and it made me realize that it's just it was another example of a difference between joy and happiness. Mm. Because those people there could die any day, depending on where they're at, what the culture is there, and just how you know extreme things can, things can get out there. And I was like, man, like there that the like the reality of death is much stronger out there than it is here in America, in my opinion. Talking about these third world countries and stuff like that. Yes, because um, you could die literally from. Um, starvation, uh, you know, lack of water in some exactly. countries, diseases that have here that are here no longer really prevalent are still active in some of those yes, places. Yes, exactly, yeah. and they don't have the modern medicine or any sure. of those things. So, like, death is way more big of a reality out there than it is here in in some ways. So, I was like, wow, it kind of floored me for a minute, and I was just I was in shock because I was like, man, you know, here it is. We're talking about this in this sermon, and I was like. You know the prison. The prison is thinking that happiness happiness has to be um, present throughout life before you die. When really it's all about joy. Mm. You know, I can't I can't remember if I talked about it last week, but no, I've, I've talked about it with a couple people throughout this last week, maybe even yesterday, about uh, the idea that life is a roller coaster, sure. and uh, we tend to take our emotions with that, like happy, sad, happy, sad, uh, and I know I've mentioned peace and. I thought peace was uh, when life stops doing this and it finally coasts. Mm -hmm. That's just not reality. It's never going to do that. Something's always going to come up. Something's always going to be in the way. All these things. Hmm. So I thought, I, th I kind of came to the realization that true peace, which you attain through Jesus, is when life is going like this, you can be in the middle of it smooth while it's doing that. The circumstances don't dictate your level of peace, really. Or that's your, right. Your joy, yeah. So I that's right. that's what I've really been digging into and thinking about. And um, I realize there's still a lot of areas in my life that I, I 
I try to control, even if it doesn't feel like I'm trying to control it, and I take pride and all the and fear and all these things, and I uh, I instill those into those things. So then it feels like uh, I don't get that peace, mm. right? So mm. that's just what's been on my heart. So yeah, it's really um, cool that you brought this up because one of the I, you and I were just talking about this about I actually mentioned to you we we're talking Sunday. Um, you went and visited a place, which was cool. After another mm-hmm. church, it was cool, and you had a lot of good things to say. And, yeah. Um, just some differences, too. And <clears throat> one of the things I told you, and I'll tell everyone here, sometimes I'm, I always wonder, okay, I don't want, I'm not trying to be critical, but we're on Real Talk, so our, our viewers tend to know who we are by now. Yep. So I'm not critical when I say this, but the more popular thing to do is if I get up every week and talk about how life is going to be great, mm-hmm. that you know things are going to work out, that things are going to get easy, that... Um, things are going to get easy, especially, right? That, you know, your finances are going to come through, your marriage is going to get better, all these things. Which, by the way, all those things are true if you follow biblical principles as far as as far as what we can control, right? So, for instance, meaning marriage. You know, if I love the way Jesus has told me I am to love in a marriage, the odds of it going better is, uh, of having a good marriage and avoiding divorce is better than if you don't, yep. if you live selfishly. So that's just an example. However, it'd be easy to go up and do that and be that, like, gung-ho excited guy and 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 i'm not and do that every week Hmm. because truthfully a lot of times that's what people want people want to feel good about what they're doing they want to think right like they don't really want to so what i told you is that's a challenge sometimes but and i certainly don't think you should (laughs) the way i view messages or speaking truth or preaching is you certainly want to speak truth regardless if it's if it's hard or challenging for instance um but I always, you always want to sprinkle hope in because the hope is in Jesus, that in the midst of those things, you know, the real promises. So this ties into to what you just said and how I've been viewing my own life. I'm, I sometimes feel like I'm weird because to me, it's pretending. I don't like the ones that tell me everything is going to be great tomorrow because then when it's not, I ask God why. I feel like he lied to me. Mm. When the truth is God never said every day is going to be trial free. That's what I, th- I, to me, it's, it's more joyful and more peace to look at Jesus and see the words where he said, in this life, you will have trials and tribulations, but take, but have, take heart. I've overcome the world because to me, that is more joyful because he isn't setting me up for failure. He's telling me, I'm telling you, there are going to be days that it's down here, that it's hard, that life is tough, that things, mm-hmm. this is a mess. And, and, but I want you to know then in the midst of that, I will give you the peace. I will let you overcome it, all these other things. I was talking to a friend of mine who uh, he said, yeah, I'm really struggling. This was Sunday and kind of goes with it. And he said, and then I beat myself up. He said, my favorite verse is Philippians 4.13. And I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And listen, that verse is sometimes taken out of context because I said to him, because he's sad and struggling through I said, are you not still here? Are you not working through it? It doesn't say... Um, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me and it'll be easier and I won't be sad. He said, I can overcome these things. I can do this. I can make it through this because of who is in me is greater than who is in the world. Does mm. this make sense? Yep. So I hope I'm not, it really speaks to me what you said because sometimes I'm like, the idea, because even third world stuff, the Jesus doesn't have to lie. Okay? We don't have to lie about what the gospel is to make people want it. Because the joy and the peace comes from what the truth of what he says. And the truth is, because of sin and our mistakes and a lot of things, there's this world's tough sometimes. Mm. But there is a promise of joy and peace and 
Because you can take that too far and then be like, okay, I just got to wait to die in a terrible world. That's not what he's saying either. He's yeah. saying, hey, I am going to take care of you. I'm going to work out all things for your good. I'm going to get you through all this. I'll take your burdens when they're too heavy. Come to me, I'll be weary and burden. Mm-hmm. I'll give you rest. All these things. Don't worry about those circumstances because what you're saying is right on, right? I will get you through them. Yep. And the trust comes. So, Does that make sense? Absolutely. So I think sometimes, tying back to why I said sometimes messages, I guess sometimes when I preach, like I would rather know the truth and know the hope in it. Not that those things aren't true, the good right. stuff, the good sure, stuff. Sure. But I think the good stuff is only good because of the reality of the bad stuff. That's so good because I was going to say, they sense. have to face the reality. Yeah. That's, that's, that's it, man. I agree. Because grace isn't good news if you're not guilty. Yep, you're you right. see what I'm saying? Like, for instance, if I don't, if I'm not a sinner who's in trouble and headed for disaster, then what do I care if Jesus died for my sins? Yep. Like, what do I care? You would, yeah, you put no value on it. Yeah. Yeah. So, interesting. I think that's really good that you... Thanks, man. And I also... <laughs> in case you um, heard that. I gotta get it. Sorry, guys. It's, I'm gonna stomp it. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think another thing that you said that was interesting, it kind of hit me, was... Um, the idea you mentioned how uh, you've mentioned trials and tribulations, you know, you know, the Bible says that. Um, do you think it's almost naive or even unrealistic to think that every day isn't a trial in a way? Because every day you wake up, there is a battle. Absolutely, we just don't talk about it. I think it's naive to think that you're not in a battle. It's, uh, you know, whether or not you have days that are easier than others. Yeah. You know, for instance, here's a reality that the Bible says that's kind of scary. Especially if you don't, is um, your enemy the devil prowls around like a roaring lion waiting for someone to devour. That's right. <laughs> what? And and he's persistent, has to be. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and stuff like that. So, yeah, I think that's kind of what I mean. I think we're setting up, you've heard me say this before. There's a sermon we have on our website called this, but we're setting up paper Christians. Mm-hmm. And what that means is Christians who seen the part looked apart but there's no substance behind it and as soon as a wind blows or a storm comes they fall and they crumble because no one's told them the truth the truth is not that when you follow jesus everything gets easier yep but when you follow jesus everything is better and dude that hit me so hard i I think there was such a cool realization for me to understand what true peace was because to me it's like I, i was being naive i was thinking that true peace in life was that steady but the enemy doesn't he isn't gonna allow that ever in this, you know, in this world, you know? yeah, and that doesn't mean we. But the other side of that is doesn't mean that because that can seem depressing too. Mm-hmm. God does not, you know, God is going to shield us and protect us and mm-hmm. make sure we rely on. And if we do what He says, that's the other thing we're not talking about. Yeah. So you want to minimize some of that. You want to make sure that you're staying strong. You want to make sure that, um, you know, you're able to handle those things. Then when He says things like, "Man does not live on bread alone, but by the very word of God," that you need to read the word and be in prayer. That I am the vine, rest in me. All these things He says takes on a new meaning mm. because then it's just like anything else. He's saying, "Listen, you need me. This isn't because I'm arrogant. You were made for this. You need me, just like an apple tree needs to be hooked to the tree until to keep growing. You yep. you need to stay connected to me." Mm. So, you know, I think a lot of Christians. The other thing, and I, I include myself. I just told you this is I sit around and I say, "Oh God." You promised me, you know, why am I feeling this way? Why am I overwhelmed? And I feel like he's like, well, have you tried doing any of the things I told you to do? Hmm. We sit there and complain about Christian life when we haven't done what he told us to do. So the challenge that I'm telling myself is why don't I unabashedly fully follow him, do what he says, and then see what life looks like? Does that make sense? It's almost like you, we talked about this. You said this, you gave a good analogy. Do you remember the one you gave? 
um, when we were talking about it. But I can think of one off the head. is like saying, I'm starving. I'm so mm-hmm. hungry. And Jesus is like, God's like, well, have you opened the fridge and ate the food that I put right. there? It, it, it had to do with sitting still, I think, or something Yeah, like that. so, you know, it's one of those things, man, where I think it's all tied together. I just, we're missing it. I, it goes back, we've been saying this for a few weeks, I think, and I'm in that boat. Um, you know, I want the good life, but maybe I don't want to do what it takes to have the good life. Hmm. The good life, you know? So, good That's stuff, good. man. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I don't even think we got to asking how you were doing. How are you doing? <laughs> well, we talked about some of it. I think overall, yeah. uh, I'm okay. I, uh, I'm trying to really think of anything specific because mm-hmm. I want to be transparent with everyone. Yeah. I mean, I have today was good. Okay, so I'll stay with it. Today was good. I was, you've been around me most of the day. So I was on, if you know me, if you know Todd well, he can get, I was on one of my dream, vision, passionate roller coaster <laughs> days where I've got five, you know, 25 things that I see and want to do for a church and for us. And I'm, and I'm as excited about all of them. Yeah. <laughs> and I, and the thing about me is when I get in those modes, I want to do them all at once. Me too. I, and, um, and you know, that's probably not realistic. I'm, I'm like, Oh, I'm going to meet with these people. These happen today. And I'm just so excited. <laughs> yep. uh, so that's been cool to dream and be excited. And uh, that's the stuff I can, I'll say this to everyone. So I'm not, I think I'm pretty good at, dreaming thinking through problems figuring out how things i'm not detail oriented i mean i get i get bored if i'm having to sit down and think of i use this example a lot like i'm the guy that goes okay we can get to that place if we go around this forest and over this river then we'll be able to get up there easier and everybody's mm-hmm. like oh i didn't think of that but if you tell me how we're going to get across the river and you want me to sit down and draw out the dimensions of the bridge i'm going to be bored mm-hmm. because i'm already at that point i'm already over it thinking about the mountain that's on the other side and how we're going to get around mm-hmm. that so you need both types of people. So I feel more alive when I'm sitting here dreaming and thinking and like uh, of how to get people, you know, to see vision or improve things or whatever. So hmm. today was, a, today's been an exciting day in that aspect. Absolutely. Which Agreed. has made me in a better mood, which you could yeah. probably say. Oh, absolutely. And even which me makes too. makes me convicted a little bit. Because... Me too, actually. I was about to say that. It makes me wonder why we're not like that like every day. You know? I don't think I let myself dream. I get caught up in mm. the stuff that drains my life instead of the stuff that gives me life. That's so true, though. Yeah. Yeah. So, hey, I'm blessed and very thankful, um, man, for today. Beautiful day out. I'm just very thankful for today. If nothing else, I'm thankful for today. Ugh. So. I think that's one of the parts of being peaceful is being, you know, not contingent on anything else. Just, like you said, thankful for today. Now, the pessimist in me gets worried when I'm content with today. I'm like, whoa, it's cold. <laughs> I've shared this before and it deserves to be. All right, well, hey, we got a few questions we can dive into yes. and, and wrap her up here. All righty. Um, hey, we, so one of the cool things we do at our church when we do Real Talk Live, mm-hmm. or not live, I'm sorry, Real Talk Sermon Series. Congregation, Real Congregation, Talk. yeah, whatever you want to call it. Sure. Sermon Series is uh, we actually have the kids, the leader, whoever the leader is for the kids the week we do Real Talk, will ask them questions and then they will submit those for the kids. And then we answer those via video and then show it to them live. Pretty cool. Yeah. So I have a kid's question to start us out with. I think it's pretty cool and deep. And it could, mm-hmm. so it says kid question. Kid question. Why are people so mean? Man, actually, this this was actually one of the questions that we had previously. We didn't discuss it all before this, but it was mentioned. And somebody actually said, and it, and it hit me, it, they said, man, that's just, that's a question that even adults ask. They just don't like to talk about it. And I was like, 
I was like, man, you're so right, you know? And it's funny because it was one of those moments where I didn't go like, hey, man, you're right. But I was just like, mind blown. Um, so uh, why are people so mean? You know, the world is so broken and it's so hard to understand. And I don't think we'll ever fully understand its brokenness. Um, and unfortunately, it seems like it's only going to get worse until it gets better, you know? Um, and people are so hurt. Mm. Uh, we tend to act out of those hurts instead of rationalizing that, you know, that when people say things, when people do things, you know, we tend to retaliate. Um, and when we retaliate, you know, retaliation is already a word that means it's kind of more of a negative word. So, you know, we retaliate, we do all these things. Um, so yeah, I guess to keep it as short as possible, it's just, we're all hurt and mm. we act out of those hurts. Yeah, I think that's a really good way to look at it. I think, you know, something that I say a lot um, when I do our gospel presentation, but that's really stuck with me is, you know, this is what happens when the creation walks away from the creator. Yes. You know, when we think we can do it on our own, well, we, we are not good at it. And um, God is love. The Bible tells us that. Mm. So if you don't have a relationship with God, you don't know what love is. You don't know what real love is. Unselfish love the type of love that says i'm going to love you regardless of whether you love me which is hard and i think i love what you said hurt people hurt people i think people are selfish um they're protecting themselves i think people are constantly searching for life in all the wrong places and when they do that i think they're angry because they know it's not giving them life and so i think there's a big mess in it i think you know i think all of those things it's it's you have a bunch of people in a burning building scrambling around trying to find the way out and they bump into each other and hit each other and shove each other and do whatever they can, all the while not going the only place that they can go to get out. And uh, I think, you know, when you look at it that way, and I love that you said hurt, you know, as, if you're a believer watching this, you're a Christian, you know, understanding that and understanding that, you know, so other people out there that are hostile to, to Christ and meaning they don't even want to hear it and they're hateful and, you know, whatever, sure. But there are a lot of people in that burning building scrambling around hurting people. And they are just, they don't even know. They don't know the way out. And um, that's our job is to tell them. Tell them that the only way out is Jesus. And mm. to tell them there's a better way than scrambling around that's right. hitting each other. And so, Great question, though. Yeah, thanks. I w wish we could almost even give a shout out to the kid. but Yeah. Yeah, thank you. Thanks, kids. <laughs> Thanks, kid. Yeah. <laughs> um, next question. <laughs> I've been feeling called into ministry for years, specifically into a leadership role within the church. How do I remain focused on God's calling for me when the world is telling me to take a different route? Can you uh, hold that out again? So I'm calling the ministry, mm -hmm. leadership role within the church. Mm -hmm. uh, okay. Well, you know, how I say AJ knows this, but I guess I just want affirmation. You guys know I'm not just saying it. You know I don't use the word calling a lot because I think it's a it's a heavy thing to say I'm called by God to do something. Yep. Because if you say that uh, to me, you know you don't you don't really you do have a choice, which is inexplicable that He still gives us a choice. But um, that's a heavy thing, man. That's yeah. a real thing. So, but let's say that's the case. I mean, I'm I, I <laughs> I've lived this. Um, you have to focus on what's real in this life. So that sounds so big and deep and dramatic, but it's true. So for instance, for me, um, I tried to do both. I remember a time I was going to walk away. I was working in a bank. 
I say this a lot because it's just been such a big moment in my life. And I said, I don't say this to my own horn, but to say it, I said, okay, I'm tired of this. I want money. I want prestige. I didn't say that to myself, mm-hmm. but looking back, that's what I wanted. Yeah. Came in, said I was going to be a manager of my own branch within a, uh, within a year. And then six months I had it. I was making more money than I ever made in my life. And I was empty, man. And that's because for me, I knew, I think I was running from that. What I knew at the moment, at least for that point, there's nothing wrong with being in a bank and stuff, by the way. No. That's great. But mm-hmm. for me, I knew that I think I was running away from what I knew God wanted me to do. That's right. And it's because I took my eyes off of of the calling. So, you know, are you doing the things that God said to do? Are you in his word? Are you praying? Are you going to church? That's a real thing. Are you, yep. um, are you dreaming? Are you asking God, Lord, what is it? What makes you feel alive and focusing on those things and, and then making steps to get there? Because yeah. that's the other thing. that can, And you kind of have a little bit into that too, a little yeah, insight. I can definitely speak into that because I know I'm kind of newly on this journey. Um, and for me, it's I like that you said you mentioned running away because I know for me for a long time I have ran away from it. And I just recently, you know, have started to embrace it. And um, it's scary, but, and I know you just mentioned earlier, I get another thing you said, it, at the end of the day, it is a choice, but when, when you truly feel it, it almost feels like it isn't, you know, mm, I know we've kind of talked about that. Like, I feel like I don't have a choice, you know, which isn't fun always, right? I mean, it feels, no. it doesn't always feel right. And it's crazy because I, I feel that pull and I know for a fact, and it's, and this is how I know. I know tomorrow, if I decided to say, you know what, I'm done, and I packed up, went back home, home, to where I grew up, or if I just decided to just go travel somewhere, and just live life, and try to get, you know, a steady job, working nine to five, uh, you know, and try to find some, you know, find a wife, and grow up and have kids, you know, which is fine. That's an okay life. But Part of life. Right? Exactly. It's not just okay. It's a good life if that's, if that's mm-hmm. you, you know. But for in your stage right now, it's a, you're, you're, you're not feeling – you're at a different place right now. That's right. Exactly. I'm in a whole other place. So I know for me, those are goals of mine, you know, wife, kids, and all that. But I know for me that this calling, is it's going to look different than a lot of other people. At this stage, especially. Yes. Yeah. Especially at this stage. And it, to a lot of people, it doesn't make sense. It, it's not tangible – People don't think I'm going to succeed. Mm. People think I'm not in a good place, you know, and um, if anything, it's made it more real because I think of, you know, all the people in the Bible of what they had to go through yeah. you know, when they were trying to take steps closer to God and trying to do what God had called them to do, mm. you know, and I like how you, you've referred to our lives as our own little books, you know, so like my book, you know, I'm just, I'm in that beginning stage of God's going, hey, you know, here it is and I'm. You know, for a minute, I was like, I was like Moses, going, I don't know if I'm your guy. You know, but you know, I'm finally starting to embrace it. You know, and just try to try to run along with him. So um, it's just yeah. been wild. But yeah, I, I want to say something on the other side of this too. You know, we don't need. I've, I've heard this phrase before. So like in life, we don't need more Christian musicians. We need more Christians in music. You know, yep. it's. <laughs> I think sometimes when you're a believer and you're really sold out, you think the only way to really serve God, to truly serve God, is if you're working full-time vocational ministry, meaning, you know, you're a pastor or something. Yeah. That's not true, you no. know. Um, some of the most amazing people in my life that are making the most amazing impact, real impact, are those people that are working in mm-hmm. factories 
who are working in banks, who are teachers, because that's what it is, right? Yeah. The Bible says when Jesus said, go make disciples of all nations. You know, I've said this before, that can be translated as you go, as you go live your life. Yep. And, um, you know, don't ever feel like it's second rate that you, because God doesn't view it that way. God nope. doesn't view it like ministry leaders, pastors, and then everybody else. Nope. It's, it's all We're all here filling yep. a role and, and being this high priest, like scripture says. So, man, there are some beautiful, amazing things happening out there. Yep. And, and honestly, probably more impact in some ways. Oh, and I, I think agree. I think that's a little bit of my struggle sometimes. You know, I there's sometimes more impact out in that factory. Certainly more opportunity yep. than than in church sometimes, right? So be encouraged in that and know that. But but that's just for people in general. Um, but you, if you're you're called, you know, you got to trust that and you got to yep. walk it out even when it's scary and hard because right. it, it it will look different probably. Absolutely. So Agreed. all right, good, good. I struggle, this is the next question, I struggle with watching porn. I've been praying about it for a long time. Prayer hasn't gotten me super far. I've told a few friends, but I'm scared to tell them when I mess up. What advice do you have to break my habit? It's been a long struggle. I want to stop, but it's an addiction that I can't kick. Mm. I think it's cool, just to start off, I think it's cool that you've you've been praying about it, and I think it's cool that you've uh, also managed to tell a couple of friends, because I know that's not easy. Um mm -mm. And I think it's cool that you're taking it that serious. Um, keep praying. Uh, and I'd say the biggest thing is you have to still be willing to tell people even when you mess up. You know, it talks about carrying each other's burdens. But carrying each other's burdens doesn't mean you bring it up once and then never expect anything else mm -hmm. out of it. Um, you have to still be consistent with being... Uh, you have to be consistent with being... Uh, Dang it. Transparent. Transparent. Thank yeah. you. Yes. Uh, and through that, I think you will grow. Um, people tend to want to be able to change with being as comfortable as possible, and it's just not. Yeah. It's not a thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, you have to really allow yourself to be vulnerable in the sense of here I am, and I mess up here and there, you know, and that that's it. You know, help me. <laughs> You know, you can't just bring it up once and then expect it to go away. It's not going to happen. Yeah, we got to take the shame off of this battle, too. We are yep. in such a strange time in the world. Uh, pornography is so fascinating mm. uh, because the culture it creates. You know, we've always had prostitutes and, mm -hmm. and nudity, you know, throughout history and that kind of that you know, lustful, sinful stuff. Yep. Um, but what makes pornography so dangerous and culture-shaping is, is that instead of having to go to it, which can stop some people because they just don't. Mm -hmm. Now it can just come to you. Yep. Um, so once you know, don't. Isn't it interesting that this person, you, if you're watching, you don't want to do it, but yet you're afraid to tell people the times you mess up, even though in telling them you're showing that you don't want to do it. That's right. People that want to stay in it aren't people that are that are wrestling with it. That's right. They but we know. have this fear that if we tell people, "Hey, I messed up again. I don't want to do that," that they're going to go, "Oh, you want to? Excuse me, you want to stay in it." Because right. in their mind, they have some sort of quota. You can do it three times, but after that, you don't want to change. That's ridiculous. Mm -hmm. And I like that they use the word addiction. Yep. It certainly hits the same parts in the brain um, as addiction. Um, so, yeah, I think what you said is true. It's okay to be transparent. The other thing you said, prayer hasn't gotten me very far. I don't, I don't believe that. I think that the very fact that you're asking this question, the fact that you're not comfortable with it, the fact that God is, not, is, is telling you, 
You need to tell people even when you don't feel like it. What is that if not God answering through the Holy Spirit That's right. and motivating you to do it mm-hmm. um, and keep doing it? Sometimes when we pray, what we're really saying and when we really get discouraged about is, why is God not making me stop? And you don't want that anyway, right? Because that is, you're a robot and God believes in you enough that he's not going to make you stop. But he's going to equip you that you can stop if that's you so want. Good. And I'm going to be really blunt with you. And this is something that's really hard. I And, and it sounds like it's true, but I, I say this to everyone that tells me first and foremost, be real with yourself. Do you want to? Yep. Sometimes we don't really want to. That's, and that's a subtle thing that's in your own head. And, mm-hmm. and that's something to pray about too. Lord, is it is it that I'm letting that old person, that old man in me who wants to do this, am I saying it, but in my heart saying, but I'm okay if I stay here. Does that make sense? Yep, absolutely. So, um, yeah, don't be discouraged. Don't beat yourself up. Uh, if you know him and it sounds like you do, nothing you do is changing who you are. But you're not going to be comfortable staying in it. Mm. So certainly, yeah, keep fighting, keep pushing, and and be radical. We've talked about this before. We have a friend who actually had you put his password in his phone. Yep. He still have it. Yeah, he didn't <laughs> put his password, meaning he has set his phone up so that he can't look at the what are they called? What's the, what are those called? The, like the limitations or the uh, filter, yeah, yeah, restrictions. Yep. His phone is filtered and restricted unless you know this password, and he doesn't even know it. Nope. Someone else does. That's radical. That's somebody that says, "I don't want to do it." so be encouraged yeah love it what do you got here last one okay I think uh yeah oh you can go go with that one we went heavy yeah then we'll come back alright so (laughs) it's ironic Uh, uh, (laughs) so this question is who is your favorite secular author favorite secular author meaning non-christian Inside you, uh, I would say, or not Christian author, not meaning it's not a Christian book. Um, I would say there's a guy named Ari Salvatore. Never heard of him. Yeah, he writes fantasy books. Um, I love him. Huh. Uh, I haven't read a lot in a long time, but I love. I love. You got a couple titles you could throw out there. Yeah, there's one called uh, Homeland. One called uh, The Legacy or Legacy. It's just called Legacy. So there's he's got a whole book called The Dark Elf. Saga or, or trilogy. Interesting. Um, but I really like those books. Um, from a college English days, I also really, this is going to sound, I like the romantics, not romance authors. Mm-hmm. Romantic in the literary sense, meaning they lack, you know, mystery and adventure and um, that kind of stuff. So like, oh man, I don't know, Tennyson and Byron and those are poets and stuff, but those kind of stories okay gothic kind of stuff so like the nice. old school frankenstein all those things that had weird kind of mysterious feel to it yeah i got too real here i love no yeah. i love this dude um honestly i figured you were gonna uh put stephen king up there i do like stephen king yeah, yeah knew, same reason he's got the same kind of feel so it makes sense yep, yep. uh i like some of those things because they're also not as easy to figure out I feel like I a lot of things, it's the same plot over and over and over. Yeah, you're good at that stuff. He is. He's a, he's a detective. Todd Lock Holmes. <laughs> Dang it. I'm going to regret saying that. I know. Um, I don't know. How about you? Favorite secular I will author. admit I haven't. I don't, I don't read as much as I used to. It really mm. disappoints me. Me either, unfortunately. Now, I don't... Here's the thing. I haven't actually stuck... To an actual author and like, been like, hey, I'm gonna read this, this, and this yeah. from this author. Stephen King's definitely up there, specifically under the dome. Love that book. Oh, yeah. That's um, a big one. My too. favorite book ever is called Intensity, and it's by Dean Koontz. Love nice. Dean Koontz. Um, 
See, I, I, most people probably would never know that about you. Yeah, I read. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just I didn't mean that. I, I know. Like I know. Them. Yeah, I know how to read. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of the. Um, I really, because you've made him sound so awesome. I really want to read C.S. Lewis sometime. Oh, yeah. I, I, I think Tom he's is a, a secular author. Well, he, yeah, he's a Christian who's an author. I love yeah. C.S. Lewis. Yep. I always encourage everyone to, you know. If, if nothing else, well, first off, he wrote the Chronicles of Narnia, which are incredible. That's pretty cool. Um, and those, if you didn't know, so I guess some people didn't. The Chronicles of Narnia, it's just Jesus. Aslan's Jesus. So when you go and read that and that understanding, it's so incredible. Um, but his other book, Mere Christianity, if you just want to read one, or um, The Problem of Pain, man, just so good, his view on Christ and all that. So good stuff. Awesome. Speaking of, another shout out to Regina. She actually got me a book. Uh, the same Regina that sponsored this episode that I'm really excited to read that talks about C.S. Lewis's theology and kind of puts it all together. Really? I'm intrigued to read that. Awesome. Uh, but yeah, cool. Good. Nice. Uh, what? Hey, guy, who's what? How are we doing on time? Don't say it out loud. Just let me know. Okay. Uh, yeah. So we're about right, right where we need to be. Oh man. Okay, we'll do this one. Go ahead. Let's nail it out. I'll just all right. go fast. Last one. I've been told God never gives you more than you can. Sorry. <laughs> You're fine. I've been told God never gives you more than you can handle. And in parentheses it says stress, people, finances, etc. Then I join a church family. Uh, then I join a church family that tells me that that's not God, that's Satan. Now I not only have a stressful daily life, it's now it's oh no, it's, it's yeah, now made ten it's made tenfold, sorry, by the fact that Satan's behind all of it. Could you give me a few uplifting verses, please, to help me fight this? Okay, well, a couple things. I Can I see that? Uh, yeah. First off, I'm going to try to do this fast because this video is going long. Uh, that's not true that God doesn't give you more than you can handle. I don't know who told you that. That's not even in the Bible. Uh, a lot of times what happens is people take so scripture and mm -hmm. they apply it to things. So, for instance, we just talked about this earlier. The verse that says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And they say, oh, well, he wouldn't give me more than I can handle. Here's the cool thing. He's going to give you, like, uh, going to allow more than you can handle sometimes so that you learn to rely on Him and you can yep. only get through it through Him. So, um, so, that being said, I hope this isn't our church that's made you feel this way because I think there's been some confusion that says it's not God that's Satan. It certainly isn't God that makes all the bad things happen in your life. That's true. Yep. Uh, I don't believe that for a second. Now, He will allow things to happen in our life. And if we are, if we are His, meaning we put our faith in Him, He will use those things to strengthen us. Uh, the Bible talks about like gold that's being refined to make us more like him and to shape our faith. Mm -hmm. But that's not the same as making it happen. Um, so that's one. So it sounds like now you kind of have this fear of the devil is what it sounds like. Hmm. Um, who, you know, being behind it all. I Do I, Do we have an enemy? Absolutely we do. Yep. It's not all, I don't believe it's all caused, I mean at the root of it, you know, our own choices. A lot of it's caused by our actions, right? When I do something stupid... Often there can be a consequence to that. And then I blame that on God or even the devil when the truth is that happened because of something I did. So we, I always like to say it this way. We have an enemy without, who is the enemy? Uh, and then we have an enemy within, which is that sinful part of us that wants mm -hmm. to do silly things. So uh, a verse that comes to mind, you can buy me some time and interact with that. Yeah, I As, think it's, it's very interesting. Um, uh, while I look this verse up, I think I not only have a stressful daily life it's now made tenfold by the fact that satan's behind all of it yeah i like what you said about there being an enemy and obviously it's to me i feel like if he was 
Nah, never mind. That's a, that's a bad. Analogy. I have James James Four. I'll hop back in. Thank you cool. for a second. James Four kind of talks about it all. I think kind of interesting more in a weird way. So he says, James Four, starting verse one. What is the source of wars and fights among you? Don't they come from the cravings that are a war within you? You desire and not have, and do not. You murder and covet and cannot obtain. You fight in war. You do not ask because you do. You do not have because you do not ask. And you ask and don't receive because you ask with wrong motives, so that you may spend it on your evil desires. Adulterers, don't you know that friendship with the world is hostility towards God? Um, so he goes on and then says, The Spirit yearns for us jealously, but he gives greater grace. Therefore, he says, God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Therefore, submit to God, but resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Mm. Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands and purify yourselves. Um, humble yourselves before the Lord, and he will exalt you, meaning he will pick you back up. So that verse right there, if you want one specifically for the enemy... Uh, James chapter 4 verse 7 therefore submit to God first and foremost do what he he asks us to do submit yes. to him and resist the devil and he will flee from you so um, you know we don't have to live in fear from that it's a scary thing sometimes we don't have to live in fear from that so hopefully that helps you think absolutely that yes but uh, yeah certainly don't um, again I hopefully you haven't made it seem like everything bad is the enemy but there is an enemy and also our choices um, yep. can lead to bad things and yeah God does allow things to happen doesn't mean the guy makes them. He allows them. Um, so anyway, <sighs> makes them happen to you, I guess. Mm -hmm. That being said, that's it. You got anything else? Uh, no. I uh, just thank you guys so much. Uh, without you guys, I know I tend to say this a lot, but I just think I should. I, I, I think I need to say it every time because I just appreciate appreciate you guys so much, man. I'm starting to. Look. I happen to I'm be towards early. the end here. It's just like when you go to announcements. Yeah. Um, without you guys, this wouldn't be possible. Uh, so the fact that you guys have stuck around with us for, gosh, 35 weeks and then some probably um, means the world to me. Uh, it's brought me so many opportunities, so many, so much growth, uh, and just I've gotten to know some really cool people just, you know, through a web series that we knew, would have never thought would be able to sprout out to be what it is now. So yeah. it's pretty cool. So thank you guys so much. I love you all. Hey, love you too. Appreciate you guys. Uh, as we said above, check out the link, www.theremen.life.real-talk, and submit a question or a topic. We would love to discuss that with you here. If this video blessed you or you enjoyed it or made you laugh or anything at all positive, would you do us a favor and like it and even share it if you want to? Um, truthfully, you would not believe how many people will watch something just because you share it. That's right. Um, especially if you write a little thing at the top, like, this was funny or I really enjoyed this part, people will click on it more. So I know we got a lot of shares, but taking a second to provide something helps too. Also, if you want, there should be a link above if you want to donate to this ministry directly, www.theremnant.life slash give. There's a drop-down box. When you go to this, it'll take you to a page. Hit Real Life, donate. It's fully tax-deductible, and um, it goes straight into the ministry. And we just, we're so thankful for you guys, truly, truly. Uh, I think that's about it. Yes, sir. We love you guys. We hope to see you this Thursday. Oh, let me look. October 17th. Makes sense. At 9 p.m. for Real Talk Live, where we go live. That's right. Interacting with you. We have a new guest already scheduled. I'm oh, excited. That's going to be crazy. We both did this. I know. So, hey, um, yeah, it's just going to be com someone completely different. We're not even tricking you. No, it's um, for real. It's going to be awesome. So, yeah, go check that out. We hope you guys have a great day. And truly, God bless you.